Welcome to the Sea Change Show, where leaders are changing business culture for good. I'm your host, Maura Barclay. If you are a new listener, welcome. We are so glad that you found us and you did not find us by accident. Stop what you're doing, unless you're driving. Be safe. Click subscribe, hit that follow button. Make sure you don't miss a single conversation with these incredible transformational leaders. Every episode is a new idea, a new approach, a new best practice from different points of view. You're not going to want to miss that. And if you are a regular listener, we sure appreciate you, Frequent Flyer. Thanks for coming back every week and thanks for sharing it with your friends. This is a highlight episode for the Kevin Oaks interview. That was episode 29 that aired on December 1st. And Kevin Oaks is the CEO of I4CP, which is the Institute for Corporate Productivity here in Seattle. And they have the distinction of doing more HR research than any other research firm on the planet. And they've been doing it for a very long time. They have all the data. (laughs) So if you want to know what's going on with HR, they are the people to call. This episode is about that, actually. There's something very interesting and curious going on with HR that I think really bears covering. So the topic of HR and culture is very relevant for what's happening in businesses right now. In fact, I've just partnered with an HR consulting agency because we recognize that there is a, a mighty unmet need and a tremendous impact through HR at this moment. So one thing that Kevin talked about that I, I want to focus on and introduce you to some some things that are happening at the senior leadership levels that you might not have been aware of. So the research that Kevin and his company does is all about looking at HR through a strategic and business lens. According to Kevin, and and I couldn't agree more with this, his research has indicated that when there is no executive HR presence. If there is no CHRO who reports directly to the CEO, that is an underperforming company. So there is a very clear correlation between the perspective and voice of human resources in executive leadership and high-performing companies. And it's not just bringing the people and talent initiatives to the table. It's about holding the executives accountable. Now, culture, of course, has really come to the fore as one of the unexpected areas of competitive advantage. Being a change management consultant as I am, with a focus on building healthy cultures that are psychologically safe, and provide the support for successful DEIB, this is going to be a big issue in the next five to 10 years. Culture has become one of the most powerful levers for company success. 
because as we have been shown very clearly by the pandemic, the only way a company moves, the only way a company achieves its goals is through people. So yes, you definitely need to have excellent leaders who are capable of the strategic thinking and creating objectives to take the company where it needs to go. However, that once those objectives have been created, it's people who achieve them, not machines. So if you don't treat your people well, they'll leave and go to a place where they are treated well, and that place will outperform you. So there's a lot of pressure coming from multiple places that I wanted to introduce you to because CEOs have an opportunity to drive this narrative, control the narrative, and create a lasting legacy whereby there's representation at executive levels and there's a a safe to fail culture and business treats people like humans. That is a legacy that is more powerful than money because someone can always make more money. We already know how to do that. That's not new. What is new is leaving a generational legacy of a healthy company that can endure because there's so much loyalty because they've been treated with such exceptional care and leadership. So the one the one there's a couple of things that are that are new that you might not be aware of the National Association of Corporate Directors the NACD this uh this association has been setting the standard responsible for board leadership for 40 years in case you're not familiar with the NACD they published a report in 2017 called culture as a corporate asset and in it, the association laid the groundwork for improvements to culture oversight for years to come. So now the boards have determined that it's become a necessity for them to provide some oversight. And the reason is that CEOs have been indoctrinated into this idea that culture is not important, it's soft skills, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, people are just numbers on a, you know, on, on a PL. So unfortunately, that creates a toxic culture where all manner of shenanigans and abuses can occur. And when those type of scandals happen as a result of this command and control, treat people like uh, line items on a budget, it can create a scandal and nothing tanks a stock faster than an awful human capital scandal. So, the board wisely is getting involved. And from 2005 to 2017, the number of HR executives on US public, uh, public company boards has almost tripled from 84 to a record 243. And what's really interesting is they're not just seeking the perspective of people and talent leaders, they are actually creating task forces that are collaborating with HR and CEOs to ensure that the culture is healthy. This is serious. This is real. It is happening. Also, in case you didn't know, and I the, the name of the, the, the number of the legislation that the bill escapes me, but California has already attempted to force the diversity issue on boards. Now it did get struck down at the Supreme 
court uh, level of the state of California. But that was a shot across the bow. That is a very clear message that these toxic cultures will not stand. And the pressure is coming from three places. It's either going to be legislated, it's going to come from the board, or it's going to be a matter of attracting talent because top performers will have their choice of where they go and they will absolutely choose culture over money. That's been proven. Those metrics, that research has been done. So the pressure cooker has begun. The walls are closing in. And the companies that are the last to change are definitely going to have to play a little catch up because their competitors are going to have a much easier time of it. And the thing I really wanted to put across here is how this has changed the dynamic of HR. HR, in my estimation, has become the, the vast closet of crap that people don't know what to do with. And they just keep piling on. Oh, give it to HR, give it to HR. And that closet is a door you don't want to open. Everything's going to come tumbling down. So there needs to be some innovation within human resources so that it can actually step up and function. There's so many aspects to human resources. It's really quite absurd that a, a single human resource person would be tasked with all of the competencies or the, the, the skills needed in order to successfully fulfill their role. For example, in addition to the administration piece and benefits, there's organizational design, there's job architecture, there is culture building, there is L&D. And all of these types of skill sets require different drives, different, different types of competencies. So the, no the notion that someone who's really good at admin and benefits is going to be an extraordinary coach for a, a new manager who's managing a team of 16 people, that's not going to work out so good. So more than anything, and it, my, my partner at C4, we, she and I are, are approaching this with a, uh, we have a training, a first of its kind training where we have integrated OD job architecture and culture in order to create a holistic training and help HR and talent professionals know where to put their energy and where to, where they belong within the, uh, within the vectors that are human resources, because there's so many areas that need very particular skill sets. So the thing that, that I'm, that I'm excited to, to holler back at you is HR is going to be one of, if not the pivotal role in culture and performance moving forward. And the sooner companies decide <laughs> to listen to the metrics, to go to I4CP's uh, website and look at the data, the moment that they decide that what's happening is more important than their desire not to change, those companies are going to reap the benefits of all of the, I believe it was $1.7 trillion that's being left on the global employee uh, engagement table 
through loss of productivity, quiet quitting, and disengagement. That is all up for grabs. And companies are, are quick to pat themselves on the back when they have banner quarters. They have very little idea how much they could be making if they treated their people better. HR is going to be a pivotal role in creating healthy cultures and holding executives accountable to make sure that they're psychologically safe places for people to work. So look out for that and, and follow Kevin Oaks everywhere you go. And if you are an HR practitioner, definitely check out uh, my check out my LinkedIn page because you will see all the all the training all the training details there. And regardless of when you listen to this, these trainings are going to be running until until they're not. So get on it. Get on it if you can. All right. Thank you again so much for listening. I appreciate you. And I will look forward to seeing you on the next one. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Sea Change Show. We sure appreciate you stopping by and taking your very valuable time to visit with us. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Who knows what's going to happen? I never do. It's always up in the air. And if you would like to be a guest, if you have something to offer, I would love to talk to you. Please email me at cultureworks at morabarclay.com. And that's M-A-U-R-A-B-A-R-C-L-A-Y.com. I would love to talk with you. And if you have someone who you think would be a good fit for this show, please reach out to me and connect me. I want to keep celebrating and amplifying as many of these voices as possible. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.